When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I better not talk with the chief, brother. You stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Change it up. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Deck Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back. A lot to get to here, so we can't waste any time with Kin Token or anything like that. Uh, first, right off the jump, Marguerite Moreau, who played Connie Moreau, does an Us Weekly interview and some insightful quotes here. Uh, the first one related to Joshua Jackson. Uh, coming back as Charlie Conway, she says, I've run into him and he is definitely excited to be part of it when he can. And we've set it up or they've set it up so that can happen, she said. So it sounds like Charlie Conway is going to be in season two. I would be a little more hesitant to say that. I feel like that was a pretty couched answer. Like he's like, yeah, I'm excited to be in it when I can. That doesn't mean season two, though. Well, Marguerite says like they've set it up so it can happen. Right. I think that's really the, but I agree with you, Kevin, for the most part, it's like, I, of course you'll be like, yeah, he wants to be when it can happen, but yeah, we're kind of I mean, adding. I'm, I'm just like, not, I don't want to get my hopes up too much about it just because it did seem like a very open-ended and like answer to the question. Like, like they've set it up could simply mean like the storyline is set up that he can come in whenever he wants. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a determining thing if he comes in season two or season three or whenever, you know? But, I mean, I, I don't know how else she would have answered the question, you know? Like... Well, yeah, I mean, I think she... I think, as Tommy said, she could have just said, you know, he's excited to be a part of it, like, if he can make it work or something like that. But the fact that she said they've set it up so it can happen, I feel like... She knows something, but I mean, I, I hope so. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to kind of uh, uh, temper expectations a little bit. I, I feel like, like, like people have jumped the gun a little bit that he's like definitely going to be in season two. Um, he's a pretty busy man. That's like, true. He's got a lot going on. So, that, yeah, I mean, I've definitely jumped the gun. I'm all hundred percent in that he's going to be in season two. So, wait, um, what, what, I, I, what are the odds you'd put on it, Tommy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the odds are actually pretty good. Um, I would probably say something like, hmm, seven to five or something like that. Like oh. you'd get a small return if you said that he is going to be in it. Um, because, and I, and I think the biggest wild card really is COVID. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say too. Um, that couches things quite a bit. Uh, if we're if we continue on the path that we are hurtling towards right now so i wonder if part of the delay in getting see and this is pure speculation on my part 
in, in getting season two kind of officially greenlit or like um, publicly is they needed to figure out how they could do maybe filming in multiple locations mm. if they had like you know hey we we have a couple of guys who are u.s based that could do green screen work for lack of a better word to be in some scenes where they don't have to be like on the ground like in you know vancouver or whatever they're filming if it came to that and so maybe they we wanted to to see if that was a possibility or whatever um i don't know kevin or kevin uh mike have you um worked any of your your sources or anything like that i'm not what are you implying i don't have sources tommy <laughs> come on i'm not implying <laughs> i'm flat out telling people i have not in this aspect um with the first season I kind of let it be because I wanted to know, like I wanted to be surprised. And then Entertainment Weekly just came out and said it and showed pictures and they kind of ruined things. So maybe I should go out and ruin things before someone else does. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll reach out at least to Charlie Conway's PR people, Joshua Jackson. Charlie Conway, the character, does not have PR people, but Joshua Jackson's PR people and see what they say. So I'll reach out to them. But yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, it's happening. But the COVID point is a very good point. Like, if stuff still ha- keeps happening, maybe not. You would assume they're going back to Vancouver to film, but who knows at this point? I don't, to be sure. So that's uh, the Joshua Jackson news. Anything else on the Joshua Jackson news? Because there's some other stuff that she said that was interesting as well. I think we can put a pin on it, but I think, you know, stay tuned for a future episode where we talk about, you know, what charlie's role could be um what we know about him in this game changers world which isn't much but you know us we can really uh, unravel a thread (laughs) yeah yeah obviously you know we have the mention we know conway and bombay are at odds so maybe there's something there so to quote the great great film zoolander if you pull on the sweater eventually the whole thing will unravel (laughs) exactly so in that same interview with Us Weekly, Marguerite Moreau, she says, I don't think Connie and Guy's storyline is over. I mean, obviously, their children play hockey. Hopefully, we've encouraged them in a positive way in sports instead of a negative way, but we'll have to see. And then she goes on to say, I don't even know if Connie can handle not being on the ice. She's got a real overeager part of herself, so she'd have to rein in it. So me reading between the lines and, and tell me what, if you agree with me, Certainly seems like Connie and Gee and Connie and Gee's children are, are are featured at some point here. It sounds like Connie might be an overbearing parent who tries to keep it in. I don't know, but I I, I think that would be a great kind of way to tie in a lot of like the old ducks and make for some pretty like organic cameos if like they join the new ducks or whatever. Um, I think that'd be a really good storyline um, and a good way to get Marguerite Moreau involved quite a bit. Um, cause she's also a pretty big name as, in, as far as like the former ducks go. Um, so I think that would make a lot of sense. I could see Connie being like, almost like the new coach of the ducks. Um, you know, so she's a, what we know about her is she's a state Senator and, you know, this is a good way to be in like the public and, you know, um, kind of show that she supports, you know, uh, the community, um, so yeah, I could see that, you know, maybe her and Guy like wrestling with, you know, hey, hockey was a huge part of our lives, but, you know, it, it consumed us when, and, and now are we pushing, and kind of like the whole theme of like the first season was like, not the theme, but like a parent's or adult's role and like pushing their kids 
uh, into, into youth sports. And we spoke to the writers about that. So I could see that thread being there. Do, do we, do we see any opportunities for, uh, her to use her powers, uh, to grease the wheels for any sort of, uh, some, any sort of illicit, uh, activity on the, on behalf of Bombay and the ducks, uh, to kind of maybe, I, I don't know, they never really established districting as, as a thing. So I, that might not be the correct, uh, thing, but, uh, I feel like that could be a potential storyline as well. Maybe yeah. Some CD. Maybe Bombay falls into some old habits and uh, kind of uses Connie as kind of a conduit for some of his uh, CD behavior. Yeah. So I could see there being like a scene where he's like, like the end of the se- end of like an episode, episode one or two is like, they're like disbanding us because we're not districted properly. And Bombay's like, I'm going to make a phone call. And you see the phone ring and like, oh, this is Senator Moreau's office or, or not Moreau. Uh, I guess her last name, Connie's, it was Moreau. Yeah. But, um, and then you could do something like that. Um, but definitely Bombay knows politicians and politicians know Bombay. And the first thing that came to my mind was the Ice Palace, not up to code. We know that from season one. Maybe Connie has to step in here either as the bad guy to like shut it down or, you know, helps Bombay save the Ice Palace to keep the ducks alive and all that kind of stuff. So a lot, to, a lot to think about, but I do think we're trending towards Connie and Gee being more than just, you know, a one-time cameo appearance here. I feel like they could have a little bit of an arc in season two, but we'll see. We'll have our bold predictions and we'll try to hash out some of this stuff, but a lot to think about here. Um, let's move on unless you guys have anything else here. All right, so let's go to last week. Last week, Kevin and Tommy unable to join us. We brought in Jared and Jeremiah for Quack Court, discussed whether the Ducks should have let Bombay continue to coach them in the Germany game after he showed up in the third period. Uh, We left the Quack Court voting open. Jared was way ahead at the beginning. Jeremiah has roared back. It is very close right now. So I'm going to leave it open for another week. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. You can go vote for who you think wins. They're going to win, you know, a t-shirt from the shop. So big prizes here. Uh, Go do that. Another voting aspect we got to go to. So a few weeks ago, you know, we constructed our fantasy teams. We added our second line. So the original one, Kevin won by a landslide. I was feeling good coming out of this one. Uh, I had some good comments that I had the best team. I ended up in last place, 23% of the vote. So it was a close uh, vote between Tommy and Kevin here. And Tommy, 42% of the vote. Kevin, 35. Tommy Mm. is the current fantasy champion here. (laughs) Very very celebratory. So congratulations to Tommy. Um, You know, as we get more characters, maybe we add a third line or something or we redo it. I don't know. You know, the people have spoken. This is democracy at work. It's just uh, just what makes this uh, this country so great. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, next year's fantasy draft after season uh, two comes out where we can add a third line. <laughs> yeah. Connie and Guy's kids. <laughs> exactly. And then we'll have a whole minor league system by, you know, season five or something. All right. Rank the top prospects in each of our respective uh, farm leagues there. Yeah. All right, so let's go on. It's been, uh, this has been a long episode already. We haven't even really got to the topic in hand. So part of that 
quack courts. So part of what came out of that quack court was this discussion on Miss McKay. And could she have, you know, won the junior Goodwill games? What would have happened if she continued coaching the Ducks? So I want to get into that. I think the biggest thing, though, is like when she comes in, like, do we have Bombay involved at all? Because he sort of brings the Ducks along. And how does that work? So do we want to say that Miss McKay, you know, started coaching from the beginning or she took over at the Germany game? What's what's sort of the best entry point for McKay to get in here? I think it's kind of like an alternate universe where Bombay gets like hit by a truck on day one and he's like from the hospital, like the the stereotypical scene he's got like all of his limbs up and cast and and so mckay is like hey you're the we registered you as the assistant coach so you have to be the head coach now otherwise we forfeit the tournament wait so, can i can i uh, ask that we don't do that simply because i don't want to add another emotional element to it <laughs> like i don't want like the ducks to be inspired because bombay's in the hospital therefore they go on and win the championship you know what i mean so you think he should just like, be like fired or had to quit for some reason you know I think that's the more uh, so, fair so, approach to this question. So when does she start coaching then? I, I mean, I, I don't think it matters, the timing of it. I just don't think it should be Bombay being in well, the hospital is the reason why. Bombay, so you think, hey, he gets, a, he gets a job coaching somewhere else right before sure. the tournament. Yeah. yeah. He gets a minor's opportunity or something like that. Uh, so I guess they'd be kind of mad at him. I, I mean, based <laughs> on Charlie and D3. So Anyway, so the I guess what we're saying is the team is exactly the same, um, and there's not like a you know win one for the Bombay. We we don't want a Gary Bertier situation. On exactly, hands, you know? exactly. So that makes sense. But so the team stays the same. So we we still get the Ducks. We still get the Ringers. All that stuff stays the same. But instead of Bombay going into Game One, we get Miss McKay. And there's a couple things that happen here. I think there's some question about, you know, Luis sleeping in class, but I guess he was tired. You have Portman, who we know, probably not a good student. You have Goldberg versus Bombay, or sorry, versus uh, Julia the Cat. So how much do you think the lineup changes and who plays the most changes with Bombay or with McKay? as the coach. So this is something I mentioned in the discord is that she would definitely start Julie over Goldberg because he is a good, because uh, we know that Julie, the cat is a good student. That's I'm kind of retconned into D three. Um, and so she would kind of go off that. And she would also kind of do like a, everyone gets to play X amount of shifts or something like that. So she could do something like Julie plays the first and third period and Goldberg plays the second. And, but I could also see Portman being like, actually pretty smart but he's one of those kids who's like i don't try in school because i don't want to look like a dweeb um and so maybe he like secretly gets like very good grades um so there could be some kind of like good little storyline there where miss k is like like oh i I love this poetry you submitted and just like shut the fuck up don't tell anyone (laughs) i i think the 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 interesting uh part of this exercise would be to see how miss mckay changes as the tournament goes on Mm. at what point does she kind of kind of toss her morals to the side like if if Luis is you know failing class or whatever is she still going to play him you know does she want to win so much that the that she you know look you know turns a blind eye to a lot of things I think that would be kind of the interesting 
aspect of this, see if she does kind of fall in the same trap that we've seen Bombay kind of fall into from, from, you know, time and again, uh, yeah. or from time to time. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. yeah. You'd have a real Alex Morrow situation from game changers where, you know, she starts, she loses herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the question, obviously McKay at a disadvantage from the beginning, not much hockey knowledge, but you would figure she gets an assistant coach or something to help her. So here, I think she goes and like watches like hockey movies mm. and like kind of memorizes like one liner or something like that. And like, just like shouts things at him, like watching um like slap shot or, um, you know, she can be like, Oh, I, uh, you know, I watched tape of all your old like films or from all your old games as D five and like shouting some like Bombay lines there. It's like, Oh, I was, you know, I'm insulted by that, you know, things like that. And so she gets all of her one-liners from like famous coaching movies or something like that. And she quickly like throws a chair onto the ice and like nods at the, <laughs> at her team. Like, yeah, see, I'm a real coach, but I do think she goes full into like Baroness blood instead of captain blood. Oh, wow. I, I, the, I think the issue with her, at least in the, in that, at the outset would be the ducks, as we know, are not a very disciplined team. Right. They never have been. They never will be. Uh, so I think that would be a major problem for her um, just because she she kind of comes across as a little bit of a pushover. Um, so I think that might be an issue for her as a coach, at least at the outset, until she kind of, you know, grabs those reins and tastes that that victory. Um, and then I think maybe she she tries to reverse course, but I think it's kind of fighting an uphill battle because I think they would kind of walk all over to start, especially like portman and and bolton mm-hmm. you know they'd kind of like rebel a little bit um so I, I i think that would probably be the biggest issue for her at least getting started okay so at the beginning you know trinidad and tobago nine to one that kind of stuff do we think they still roll over the easy teams as much as they did just based on pure talent or is there uh, some closer games in there I, I think they do because a, a lot of those situations are like you see that a lot in sports when a team is just more talented and can just, you know, run over a team without much direction. Um, but I think they would get exposed a lot earlier than they did uh, under Bombay. Okay. I mean, that was going to be my next question. So Iceland game, obviously, uh, their first downfall. You think it's sort of the same situation where they lose to Iceland probably pretty badly in that first matchup. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe even worse than they did. Um, and I forget, are there games between those, between Trinidad and Iceland? They beat Italy. Uh, right? Yeah. So maybe they, they get exposed in the Italy game. Mm. Where, or, or maybe they still squeak by, but they, they don't, you know, win handily. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Iceland is still like the come to Jesus moment there. Mm-hmm. Like nothing changes there. All right. So we're still, I mean, we're, we're saying they're slightly worse, but not too much worse. So obviously the Iceland game and, you know, Bombay has this talk with Jan and, you know, Germany and all that, they sort of rebound. Does Ms. McKay have it in her to rebound? Is this where she bears down and goals? goes into baroness blood mode do they have the same sort of reaction here or what happens after that iceland game do we think i i think that one of the big issues is she wouldn't have jan really like she doesn't have that relationship with him so she wouldn't get that kind of pep talk i guess um so So, I, i think that would be an issue i don't know who she leans on 
mm. at this point. So I, I think kind of the the arc is she's like very nice and everything for like the first few games when they're winning. And she's like, see guys, you know, like we're, we're focusing on academics. You guys don't need to spend all your waking days focusing on, on hockey, whatever. And then they get fucking destroyed by Iceland. And she comes in afterwards like, hey guys, you can't win them all. And then the locker room is like, look, we got our fucking asses kicked there exposed. Like losing like this is not fun and it's going to, and it impacts the rest of your life. And, and so maybe she kind of tilts there and she's like, Hey, I actually do need to, like, everything's not like sunshine and roses. It's like, there's a, there's a reason why people are competitive or whatever. And so she kind of goes into like Baroness blood mode. And it's not until like the, the second period of the next Iceland game where they're just like, Hey, like you can't go full tilt either way. And so, like, there's probably someone who kind of gets her into that Baroness mode between the two Iceland games, but maybe it takes, like, uh, you know, the someone during the the second USA-Iceland game to kind of be like, hey, you know, this is also supposed to be fun. Like, you can't, like, you can't be, it's not all black, it's not all white, et cetera. I don't know who that person would be, though, because, like, I don't think it's a Tibbles. You know, I don't know if you introduce some kind of, like, you know, uh, secondary character like her Mima or something. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. A mentor or a parent or somebody like that. Or, or maybe there's an opportunity there for like some kind of cameo, like, you know, maybe like, I, I, I'm blind, this is a total blind spot for me, but like, you know, uh, the winningest NHL coach of the era or whatever reaches out like cold mm. calls or, you know, with some sage advice or something like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe there's an opportunity there. I think maybe you get a, assuming it's still in the nineties, like you get a Herb Brooks from a team USA. Yeah, I like, I like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and he was super tough. And so that's, she goes kind of off the deep end. Um, and then like, he shows up like in the second period of the championship game. It's like, like, Hey, I, you know, you still need maybe, to be a little bit nice. Maybe he brings in, you know, so, some of the, the ringers from that team too. He, like, he brings <laughs> in the old team USA. It, yeah, oh, exactly. I like this that. This is good. This is better than D2. Um, yeah, you would figure <laughs> Tibbles, you'd figure Tibbles has some connections in like the team U, or the USA hockey uh, market there, USA hockey community. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I like this a lot. So, but then she kind of goes off the deep end, like, and then does she find or does her brooks call her back or what happens he's there for like the championship game and he comes in the locker room between the second and third period when they're still down by two and and you could still do kind of like the who do you play for and like mm. i i think i think it's not so much or brooks doing it though it's it's like he pulls her aside and he's and she's like you have to talk to him or whatever and he's like no you have to talk to you know something like that oh. where it's like kind of gives her the 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 keys the emotional keys if you will um to kind of go and take charge of the team yeah i i think there's a lot of fun opportunity there yeah empowers her i like this a lot i like this a lot so we are saying that they do indeed make the championship they don't lose to russia or germany or anybody like that after they lose to this iceland game or yeah this iceland game because after the first iceland game that's when she becomes like you know mean that's that's when her Brooks like talks to her the first time and says like, hey, you know, here's some guys who can toughen up your team. You know, this is what I did in pre preparation to play the Soviet Union. And so they still win. Maybe they squeak by against Germany and Russia. When they beat Russia, her Brooks has like a nice little tear going down his cheek or something. Um, but yeah, I, I think they still go to the gold medal game. Okay. 
I, like I would love that. I would love to see a a, a Brooks Stanson standoff. Oh, that would be good. So this brings up sort of the secondary plot with uh, you know Hollywood Bombay. Maria is a spy and working for Iceland. We know that now after talking with her with her and you know learning that she left Bombay on the side of the road to miss that Germany game actually. But does does Stanson try to pull any of that? trickery himself on mckay or is that just a sort of moot uh i think it's less like overt it's more just like mind games oh he plays like you know like he like dismisses her and that might be kind of an advantage too for mckay like he's like oh there's no way a a woman could beat iceland or something like that and I, i think maybe that kind of works to her advantage a little bit I, I think you have like a scene in the second game where like Connie and Julie have like a key play where like essentially duping the Iceland guys into thinking, oh, here are these these weak women or whatever. And like they end up scoring like a tying goal because they were playing into Iceland's, you know, misogyny or whatever. And then McKay like looks at Stanton and like, you know, tosses him some lipstick or something. Um, mm. Basically blows him, just blows him a little kiss or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um playing into that and stanson's like pissed but he's also like well she got me i like it i, I well it actually would be a pretty cool scene if like after that she just like puts lipstick on or whatever and then just like doesn't even look at him <laughs> yeah like, like he probably would make a comment earlier in the film like why why aren't you like put some makeup yeah. on or something yeah. like that i like it i like it so we are indeed saying junior getable games no bombay team usa still wins the championship I yes, so. if, if, if Herb Brooks is part of the <laughs> <laughs> it all rests on Herb. All right. Do do we think Bombay like makes the call to like get them together? He's Maybe. Like, yeah. That's where I thought you were going, Kevin. I thought you were going to say Bombay calls her, but no. no. I think it has to be somebody else. Okay. Yeah. So maybe Bombay plays a part in this a little bit, you know, because he didn't want to leave the team on day one but you know he's got to look out for himself as he as usual all right uh i think i think we've solved this i think we answered the question what happens it's a long and winding road featuring 1980 team usa team and especially her brooks the coach um but miss mckay congratulations goes from not coaching not really knowing anything about hockey to winning the junior goodwill games gold medal so congratulations to her. Let's move on to the quack question. You ask us questions. I, I, the, the more that I think about this, let's let's table the quack question for this week since we're okay. running a little over anyway. And okay. it's kind of a complicated question to begin with. So maybe we do an episode on this quack question because the more that I think about it, I, I think it needs it. Okay, fair enough. It's a very long quack question. Uh, so it is very can, long. Can, uh, look forward to that. It might be the longest quack question we've ever had. There's There's mentions of, the background and standings there's charts involved a lot of analytics so miss mckay i guess final question do the team's grades suffer are they better with miss mckay as the head coach you know she doesn't have as much time you would assume um do they come out better people of these junior goodwill games than they would have with gordon Bombay? I say they suffer because she loses her moral compass along the way. Mm. She loses moral compass along the way. And I think the whole, like, there's going to be 
a parallel to like Banks getting hurt against Iceland. Maybe it's something where she benched him against Iceland to begin with because like his grades were suffering. Um, and you could probably then, have like a more gets destroyed by Iceland. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, wow. We... So then she's like, she fudges his grades for the next couple of games. And then it's like, look, you shouldn't have done this, you know? And, and so instead she kind of does some like, Hey, I'm going to teach you algebra through like hockey terms or something like that. Some, oh. Something kind of cheesy or like, um, Mike Arruzzioni, um, comes by and he like, just like a fucking genius or something like that. <laughs> um, and I don't think he is, um, but you could do something like that where he's like, well, Banks, you got to wow. be hitting the books too. Hot shot at an American hero there, Tommy. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just staying re- realistic. Yeah. I mean, the chances that he's a math genius are probably pretty low, but we don't know. So uh, Michael Ruzioni, remember that was Tommy, not Kevin or I. Yeah. So that. whenever he comes on the pod, take, take out the wrath on, on Tommy, not us. Yeah. We'll go over some trig or something when, when Mike's on. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah, grades, good points. I think they definitely suffer. Yeah. McKay loses herself. I like that where, you know, she sits banks or somebody and then she's like, Oh, we got to win this. And, you know, she's got Tibbles breathing down her neck. So uh, I do like, yeah, the sort of montage where, you know, she uses hockey terms to teach them trigonometry or whatever you want to, whatever banks is struggling with she can put it in hockey terms, wins it. So yeah, I think overall the ducks are worse, worse, but in terms of entertaining documentary, I think it's better than D2 if Bombay just leaves, which is what I was not expecting to say at the beginning of this podcast. So, um, well, have we ever, have we ever talked about if Bombay coaches at Eden hall, this is kind of like Mm. yeah yeah maybe this is a continuation of this conversation but i was thinking the same thing like maybe he gets fired from that opportunity that he left for and then he goes to eden hall to like revive his coaching career interesting interesting a whole alternate universe here so yeah this has been we did have a, a question about you know the biggest butterfly effect which i think would be a good episode like what one change in the documentaries would change the course of everything else. Um, but that, that's a whole nother episode as well as this Eden hall thing, because yeah, a lot to think about there. If, if Bombay does stick at Eden hall. Uh, so a lot to go off of here. We got a lot of content coming up, I guess, uh, that, uh, we didn't have, you know, a half an hour ago. So congratulations to us. Anything else on McKay here before we wrap it up? No, I think uh, I think we cracked the case. Awesome. So for us, the quackatech.com, go there, contact us at quackatechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackatechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us which you prefer, D2 with Bombay as the coach or D2 with McKay as the coach. Thanks to all our producers. We appreciate you. If you want to be a producer, it's in the show notes. Uh, feel free. The Discord is popping. So join the discord i have a lot of fun on the discord we together those of us in the discord are having a lot of fun so go join the discord maybe if we get enough people in the discord kevin will join the discord and remember ducks fly together ducks fly together the quick attack